What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. It's Friday. It's noon. We got another incredible guest uh, for you today, all the way from the left coast, the west coast. But before we dive into that, I got to pause and take a couple of moments and just honor somebody from the east coast, somebody that's been near and dear to our hearts at Flavor Fest, um, at Crossover Church. And many of you guys that are watching this that know him have heard the news over the last couple of days. Uh, our dear brother uh, Ephraim Alisea, also known as Brother E, pastor of Elements Church in the Bronx, uh, he passed away on Tuesday. I am uh, shocked still as those words are coming out of my mouth. Um, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying those words. And... Um, so it's been a tough couple days for me. I'm trying, trying to hold it together. Um, e was a, a great friend of mine for over 25 years. Um, he was one of the founders of the legendary Rap Fest event that happened in the Bronx for 20 years, from 1994 to 2014. Um, him and um, Bert Boca Chica. And, uh, and DJ Newman, and there was a couple other people on their team that were very pivotal to make that happen. But Brother E was one of the founders of that event that I went to many times and got to minister at many times as well. And in Christian hip-hop history and in urban church ministry, um, that event was an icon event that touched a lot of people, that helped give a lot of people a platform and encouragement and um, just touched so many different lives over the years, the, the 20 years that that was in effect. And so that's how I fir first met Brother E. And then Brother E heard about Flavor Fest and what we were doing. And we collaborated with Rap Fest and uh, with the Holy Hip Hop Awards. We were kind of like the trifecta of these three um, hip hop focused events that happened. Ours was a little different because we had the training element um, versus those other two events. But um, he started to attend Flavor Fest in Tampa. He was at some of the very first Flavor Fest like 20 years ago in the early 2000s. And for Brother E, like it was such an epiphany for him because he had been in a lot of different churches in the Bronx um, as like helping churches plant, helping churches revitalize. He was on elite leadership teams. He was even like associate pastor at a lot of different churches. But he felt like he was never able to be himself. That, that was his words. He was like, man, I was never able to feel like I was in my own, like, shoes. I was always, like, having to conform to the way that everybody else did it. Uh, but when he came to Flavor Fest and he saw a crossover church and how we operated, he was like, yo, like, hip-hop and church and culture and relationships and outreach and all that stuff together, like, that's who, that's who I am. And um, I want to be uh, a, part, a part of that. I want to plant a church like that. And so Elements Church was uh, inspired by Crossover Church and by Flavor Fest. And the very first um, time they planted, they started the church was in 2008. So they've been going for 15 years. So I just want to pause today for a minute and give him some, some flowers. And Brother E was a great man. Uh, last time he was at Flavor Fest was in 2021, and in the opening general session, he sat on a panel uh, with myself and Ruslan, um, Troy, Pastor Troy Evans was up there, Pastor Jerome Verling was up there, and we kind of talked about the history of how Flavor Fest has 
you know, impacted their lives and their ministries. And so he's been a, a very close part of, uh, of, of what we do at Flavor Fest. And so uh, we just want to give him a shout out today, man. We know he's with the Lord. It's, it's bittersweet. Uh, we know that he's in a place now with Jesus and some of the health struggles he was having, like with his knees and different things like that. He's, he's got, I was talking to his wife this morning saying he's got brand new knees. He's playing basketball in heaven. He's, you know, and so pray for the family, pray for the Elements Church family. I spoke with his wife this morning for about an hour and uh, the funeral is going to be happening in the Bronx on Monday night, uh, the 6th of February at Revelation Church. And uh, I'm going up there with my wife. Uh, some of our team uh, from Crossover is going up. Uh, Lily, our Flavor Fest director, is going up, and her husband, Martin. And uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people there from the New York area that are even involved in the, the CHH and urban ministry community. And so we're just going to go uh, honor his life and celebrate him. And so um, Bert Boca Chica is going to be kind of hosting the whole thing. Uh, DJ Newman is going to be there spinning some music. And his wife said... Um, he wa- he always said he wanted hip hop at his funeral, so we're gonna end the end of the service with a cipher, and we want you to be involved. So, uh, so there's gonna be a cipher at Brother E's going home party at his graduation uh, Monday night. But definitely keep his family in prayer, as the church, all the people that have been impacted by this, and I know many of you that have been around Flavor Fest for a minute um, have met E at some point, chopped it up with him. Very loving dude, great dude. Had conversations, loved to talk and fellowship on the patio at the old location and here, you know, in our lobby at the, at the new location. And so um, really quick, man, I just want to just pause and just pray real quick before we jump today off. Father, we come before you today. We pray for uh, the family of Brother E, Pastor Ephraim, and we pray for the church family, Elements Church, and just all the other friends and church family and churches and pastors and leaders that have been impacted by um, the loss of him. And God, although we know he's with you, it still stings, it still hurts. So I pray you'll comfort people, wrap your arms around them, um, give us peace. It was beautiful here that his wife tell me today that she has that peace that the Bible talks about, that peace that passes understanding. And I pray that she'll continue to have that and be able to grieve. We'll all be able to grieve in a healthy, healthy way. And so uh, we just pray for even his service on Monday night, and that it will be a going home party, and that there will even be people that will come to know you as their their Lord and Savior because of his life, even on Monday night, people that step in to to remember him, that you'll touch them. So uh, just be with all them. God, be with this time, with this podcast today. We lift it up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, guys. We're going to jump it off today. We're grateful you're here. I got an incredible guest. Right when I come back from this intro, he's going to be on with me. We got the same name. Let's go. Welcome to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast, where we talk to innovative artists, creative pastors, church planners, entrepreneurs, and people creating movements. Our goal is to inspire and equip you in ministry, music, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Tommy Urban D. Colonia. Yeah, so we're here, y'all. Season four. This is actually episode number five. That's right. We we on it. We on it in 2023. We're gonna be bringing you this content like every week. So you know, so press the like button, press that subscribe button, let some people know about it. Today, I got an incredible guest with me. 
uh, brother I've known for a hot minute. He's got a great name, too. Got a great name. So I'm going to just bring him in right now. We got my guy, uh, Tommy Nixon. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Make some noise for Tommy Nixon. Oh, man, I'm pressing the button. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm trying to get you in, Tommy. Oh, man. I mean, I'm here, but. I hear you, man. I hear you, bro. Oh, man, hold up. This always works. Um, let's see. Come on, come on, Tommy. It says I'm in the I'm in the broadcast, but there we go. <laughs> I just had to click, keep click, clicking around, man. So what's good, bro? How you doing today, man? In the West Coast, I know it's early, bro. Hey, man, it's good. You know, good morning, um, man. Bless you, brother. I I, I did hear about um, about Pastor E. Um, I didn't know him personally, man, but I and I didn't really know all the history that you guys had, but. Yeah. So many of, of my friends and partners, obviously, in New York, um, I've, I've been seeing the post about it. And, yeah. and so, man, just bless you, brother, in the in the morning and the memory. Um, uh, but I'm glad we have that hope um, in the midst of the pain that yeah. uh, that is with our Lord, man. And so, man. So, yeah. Sorry. So it was a, it was a beautiful um, intro, brother. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, man. But I'm um, uh, as I reflect on even your pain and the loss of him, I. Um, I'm just so thankful to God, man. I'm in a good space, man. I, and I feel like uh, for a lot of us, it's probably been about five years since I could say that. Um, good, last five years have been tough, bro. <laughs> so talk, talk, talk about it, bro. Yeah, man, it, is, it has been tough. And I think uh, for all of you guys who are leaders out there, um, I just want to tell you, good job. You made it. Uh, we're here mm -hmm. and we're still, you guys are still working hard. You're still doing it. Tommy, you've done a great job at, um, and not only just like surviving, but in a lot of ways, man, God has blessed you and you guys are thriving in a lot of ways. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, but when I look back on the last probably five, I go, man, we made it. Like that was incredible. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, I'm doing good, dude. Uh, it's like nine o'clock in the morning, still drinking some coffee. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> love to be with my, my East Coast brothers and sisters, man, this morning. That's good, man. Well, guys, um, Tommy took over the legendary <laughs> Urban <laughs> Youth Workers Institute. He got passed the baton in 2019 from uh, the OG, Larry oh. Acosta. And uh, I was a beautiful, like, send-off. I was there at the conference. And, yeah. um, you know, Larry honoring him 25 years starting this and building it to, to be something that touched literally, you know, tens of thousands of, of leaders over that time. And yeah. just all the stuff and the resources they created. So that was 2019, bro. And little did you yeah. know, less than a year <laughs> later, like, the world shut down. <laughs> and, oh, man, bro. <laughs> and, 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 bro, I got to admit something to you, bro, because I love you, man. You're my dog. I'm going to say it publicly. But I Go remember ahead. the beginning of 2020 when you made the announcement that you guys weren't going to do conference <laughs> at first. And I was like, what? like you gotta do it bro because you know like i'm a conference guy and I, have oh, so, I know. we have so many great memories from the urban youth workers conference i i know it was a big undertaking it was very expensive and a lot to underwrite and stuff uh but i remember when that happened and i'm like but you know what though looking back at it man god god was like god was saving you guys a lot of heartache saving y'all a lot of time and money because you guys would have been ramped up a couple months into it. Oh, yeah. And it would have been like, nope, we ain't doing it. So, but yeah. yeah 
Talk no, a little I, bit, man, I, about what that transition was like of like how <laughs> to figure out like you know, how do we be this organization to resource leaders when the whole world is like shut down right now. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's just a testament to the power of the Holy Spirit and how good God is to us. Because yeah. so when I came in, right, I, I take over. We had the conference, man. You were there. It was it was an awesome conference, man. We yeah. and it was it was so and it was such a besides what Flavor Fest is doing and maybe CCDA. It, there's really no other spaces like that. Um, yeah, it's a special space, of, like, bro, and it's rare. Yeah, I mean that that are that are authentically from the space. And, and done at that level. I think there are a lot of yeah, different events. It's done like in so not, yeah. But, but at, at that level on a national scale. And so, um, but God, man, God was so good. Because when I came in, I knew that we actually had to shift from kind of event-driven to to the digital space, right? Um, yeah. And and so I, I brought on this whole creative team. And, and, um, and honestly, even that year, we were in the red, like, uh, it was, uh, it was ugly, bro. Like, yeah. and so I'm like, shoot. Um, and I knew it was important. And then, so I, I, you know, in leadership guys, we, you have to make hard decisions. And mm-hmm. so I brought my team in, got a lot of input and then made the decision. And I know, I know there's so, I've talked to them, man. And I appreciate the candor. I talked to so many leaders. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're destroying this, you know? And I, and I made sure Larry was the first call I made. I said, Hey, Larry, yeah. I made this decision, but I want you to know why. And he was like, all right, man, I get it. And he was gracious to me. Yeah. And, and plus, let me say this. I remember when Larry made that decision, like, oh, yeah. years back when the recession hit. And he's like, we're going to take a year or two off and we're going to maybe do a couple local smaller things and we'll reach even more people. And it sounded good in theory, but it the, yeah. the impact went down at the time and digital wasn't as big back then. And then when they tried to come back and start doing it, it was so much smaller and it took it years to kind of build it back. And it was finally kind of getting back to the level to where it used to be back in like yeah, the yeah. 2008, 2007. And we were like, oh, no, it's going to it's going to be so hard to build it back. But look at what happened, man. We couldn't we couldn't yeah. control a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah. And so here's the thing, man. I'll, yeah. I'll give you guys the exclusive, man. The No one else really knows. Give us the exclusive, bro. baby. Uh, yeah, man. Because I love you. Um, what we're doing. So this year, actually, and this is part of the the even why we're partnering with Flavor Fest and everything. So we have we have uh, national networks all over the country. We have 10 right now. We're going to expand another two um, this next year. And so we're we're doing remember we used to do reloads right yeah, and so they're like i did several of those around the country right and so we're we're bringing back it's not exactly the same thing but we're going to be doing something they're called our networks are called fuel networks it's yeah. a partnership with davuli um devos urban leadership initiative and so we're, we're around and so we're going to be doing these trainings and so with flavor fest we're just going well why don't we just do it with you guys um Let's which go. is it's awesome right so but as we start gathering the next two years, we're going to start doing that as we grow those networks so mm-hmm. that we can get back to a national gathering in 25. Awesome. And so we're, um, we're, we're look, that's what we're looking at. And we want to, we, I think we want to think about how to do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to get the most like out of it. But I, I am convinced, man, it flavor fest, um, like I said, and the UIWI National Conference, like these are spaces that are so important. And, and it's actually, you know, it's the future. 
So all the stuff that you have been doing for the last 20, 25 years, all the stuff that we've been doing, you know, when Larry started 30 years of this stuff, um, it, it was another movement of the Holy Spirit because this mm -hmm. is the absolute future and people yeah. don't understand that. Like they no. don't get it. They still think it's like, oh, that's really cool, Tommy, you're yeah, doing a novelty uh, thing there. Yeah, all that. Tommy are doing. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so neat. And I'm like, it's not neat. It is the absolute future. Yeah. And so just for your your here your listeners, man, and whoever's watching this, I want you to understand the future is is now, but the future is young, it's urban, it's multi-ethnic. Yep. Like you can't get around that. Even in the United States, like 80% of the people live in urban areas or cities, mm -hmm. right? Um, the those who are 20 and younger in our country are majority people of color. Yeah. Um, by 2045, um, uh, you know, white folks become the minority in our the country. country. So, yep. um, like overall, right? And mm -hmm. so that's where say urban culture is the cultural currency globally. Not even like, oh yeah, I know, I know some some white kids that listen to hip hop. No, yeah, it's Bro, pop culture. It is. It is what it is. It is. And everywhere I go, I remember I went to Israel with Larry, right? Yep. Um, and all these urban leaders, and. Uh, Dude, we went on a graffiti tour in Tel Aviv. In, in Israel. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and, and these cats were like bombing walls like they were from the Bronx. Like, yeah. like they were like legit, like, okay. Um, yeah, it's even all over. I, I've, I've seen in Greece, they have the trains that look like New York back in the 70s. They, they never got the, the stuff that New York has where you can't, the train, the paint doesn't stick. In Greece, right. like everything is bombed up. It's crazy. So I'm looking at all that and I'm going, okay. And you got 1.2 million young people leaving the church every year. Mm. And so you, t you look at all that and everybody's going, Oh, what are we going to do? We're coming out of pandemic. And I go, you know, what you should do is invest in urban, like leaders of color coming yeah. from the urban space. Yeah. These are the best leaders to help us into the next iteration of a, of a, of a global church renewal movement mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit's already doing. Um, and I got to be honest with you, like people still don't get it. I, yeah. I preach this everywhere I go. I preach it in front of uh, most wealthiest people uh, in the Christian world. I've taught it to uh, denominations, to universe, whatever. And I think they get it. Like, they're like, oh, okay. And the mistake they all make is they think diversity is the destination. And I'm like, yeah. it's not the destination. It's diversity is a prerequisite for kingdom work. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, and they're like, well, let's make sure we, you know, have some black folks and some Latinos and some, you know, on stage doing worship. And I'm like, no, dude, they should be running the board. They need to they be should around the leadership table making decisions. That's it, man. And, and I get it, man. I think for you and I, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm mixed, but bro, this is what I look like. I mean, I can't get around it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I grew up in the black community. I have the, like my dad lives in Mexico. I have Mexican brothers and sisters. Like I'm, I'm a bridge person. Yeah. But I'm telling if, if any white leaders are listening to this, I'm telling you one of the most gospel things you can do is give power away. Mm. That's what you did on the cross, man. And I, so I'm telling all my leaders, I'm not like, Hey, you're not being, you know, replaced. You're not, it's not like there's no space for you in the kingdom of yeah. God, but we have the absolute opportunity to actually give power away. And that is, it's a Christ-like thing that 
amen. Like, let's do it. And yet I get a lot of resistance, man. So, so yeah, um, that's, so that's kind of what we've been doing and what it looks like and why I'm making all these hard decisions because dude, I see the future, man. And, yeah. and you're, you know, you and y'all, you're lead, you're it. Like I, I'm like, dude, crossover. I'm like, please churches pay attention to this. Yeah. Um, and flavor fest. So man, I love everything that you guys are doing. Cause it's, it is absolutely important on a global level. Yeah. Well, thank you, bro. Like I, we've shared in some conversations, you know, we know that, like you said, the past three to five years has been really tough. It's been challenging and a lot of leaders are exhausted. They're tired. We see leaders left and right that are quitting or they're contemplating quitting or some of them are falling into sin because the, all the pressure and the pain they've been through and the trauma, they've medicated it in the wrong unhealthy ways and that disqualifies them. And, and so this has been, it's been a tough season. And then in the urban context, you know, with the pandemic, you know, I, I read an article the other day that was saying that most churches now attendance is only two thirds of what it used to be. Like oh, one yeah. third of church attendance in America has disappeared. It's gone. So it's most gone. churches are just two thirds of what they used to be. But in the urban context, I've talked to some brothers that they're like, we're only 40 percent of what we used oh, to be, yeah. only 50 percent. And, you know, so there's less leaders there. There's less people. There's there's less budget. The needs are greater than ever right now with inflation and all the pressure that everybody's going through gentrification um rent has went up like crazy food has went up gas everything has went up and everybody especially in the lower to middle income is being squeezed and that just puts pressure on ministries that have already had they've lived with pressure we've lived with pressure in the oh, urban context yeah. <laughs> like we so many years where bro our budget was week to week like even yeah. in a big building like we have now, I'm gonna be a little transparent, give you the exclusive too. Like <laughs> we were generally week to week up until a little bit before the pandemic. <laughs> you know, there was yeah. some seasons where we'd have a little bit of reserves in the bank and then like during those good months, but then in a few months it would all get eaten up when you move into the summer and the, the lean months and and it was just like, man, it was this constant like kind of tension. And stuff would break and stuff would need to be repaired and you want to upgrade something. There'd be a need that someone would have and, and you oh, have yeah. a good idea for an outreach, but you, uh, you can't do it like that. But we'll do it like this. And we're always trying to do the best we can with what we have. And our team has done a great job with that. But um, it's been extra pressure. I'm saying all that to say so. But the last few years during the pandemic, um, we've made a lot of very intentional changes with systems. Mm -hmm. We've ramped up outreach in new ways. We've done a lot yeah. more digitally. We leverage technology. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I, I like have been saying a lot recently, like you got to be high tech and high touch. And we've done that in so many new ways the last few years. And our church is growing and thriving. And mm -hmm. we're coming out of the pandemic. And we have, you know, versus three years ago, which was right before it started. We now have more people coming to our church in person, not online, in person and online than we did three years ago and our budget is 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 way higher than what it used to be we actually have, we have money in the bank amen dude i celebrate that bro <laughs> things. like i don't know if you saw my ig but our church has got a real sign 
We were never able to have a real sign. We had a banner on the building because yeah, the banner man, was yeah. like yeah, vinyl books, a sign's like 10 grand plus the install. We're like, we just, let's get another banner. Every three years, you know, we, oh, no. we would hold That's that funny. banner out as long as we could. That thing was faded and yeah, we're like, yeah. oh, we'll get a new one soon. <laughs> like, you know, we had three or four different banners over the last decade. We man, finally got a real sign. And so it's just hey, those hey, little man. things to celebrate as we are leveling up. But all that to say, like we feel this responsibility and this mantle as uh, an urban multi-ethnic church that's thriving and doing well and discovered yeah. a lot of new things the last few years. We have to share this information. Like we want to grow and encourage and inspire and equip leaders and, and just gather them to just fellowship and, you know, mm. just have some fun too. Cause we yeah, have so much pressure. And so, you know, we felt this, this calling man to do flavor fest people have been asking us for years since really the inception hey y'all need to bring this to my city and we were always just like we thought about it we we tried it a little bit we almost were and you know but we're just busy running our church and we have a, a small team you know on a limited <laughs> budget so we're like we got to run this church we're just doing yeah. it here you got to come to us we'll stream it you know yeah but when our team met in november after flavor fest this year which was in october and we debriefed, we just said, man, leaders need this. And so many leaders were at the conference saying, we wish we could have brought our whole team, but they couldn't afford it. And you right. know, just and so inflation, and we understand, even though our conference is very affordable and there's great value, like you still have to buy a plane ticket. You got to get hotels. You got to like buy some food, you know, and, and there's just a lot of, it, it's expensive. It's, it's expensive. It's and yeah. so we were just like, man, we just need to take it to other cities. Let's step, step mm -hmm. out on faith. And so once we did that, bro, and then I know you hit me up and we're like, Hey, I heard you might like, <laughs> started to fall into place. And so Tommy, let me just say this to you, bro. You were one of the major confirmations for us to be like, okay, we can do this. We are supposed oh, yeah. to do this because we're better together. Like we can't, Absolutely. you know, we're going to these other cities and yes, we do have some people that know us and, we have a, 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 a somewhat of a network, but if we combine that with your network and we combine that with some other leaders in the city that are doing other things and we can really just gather people and we've been watching all those pieces kind of, you know, fall into place. And so we're really excited. We're really encouraged uh, of what, you know, God's, God's going to do this year. And so just a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you when I was in New York, I called you I yeah. think when I was at the airport and I got to you know, go to the church that we're renting in Queens. And so we're going to be in New York City on Saturday, um, April 22nd. Great church, Elohim Christian Center right there in Queens. Yeah. Um, and you guys have um, a, a hub. You guys have like a, a fuel yeah. group, right? So, so talk about that and your group in New York a little bit. Talk to all the New York people for a minute. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so we, we've been in New York for, for a number of years now. We run we have like like certification cohorts there so we have this like killer network of incredible leaders yeah and i've um, been there many times with with the cohort in years yeah yeah years. man teaching and all that man five so, or six years met a lot of great people dude incredible and so all the way from i mean the whole metro area so all the way from i mean even long island all the way to all the way over to jersey and then five boroughs like it's um incredible network and there's so many great things going on in new york but um, we also have some of our network leaders are, that are specifically in Queens, Jamaica, Queens. Um, you know, that whole network there has did incredible things during the pandemic where mm. um, even in Queens, it was that network that really helped um, 
do a march, you know, during all the, the uprisings and all that, that brought a lot of peace to that space. They were, I mean, they were sharing the gospel off the back of like stake bed trucks. And, and so, um, and I, I saw pictures and I saw video of this stuff as they, as the church really represented itself in the midst of all of, um, all of the turmoil that was going on with all the police killings and, and just all the stuff that was going on. And one of the things that we know from young people are, we're like, why are you leaving the church? And they're saying things like, because how, how come you weren't out there with us? Why yeah. we are on the front lines and you know, this is right. And, yeah. and so to have that about it, right. Why, not why, saying anything scared? about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and yet at the same time, we're also like, you know, we're peace. We're called to be peacemakers. Yeah. And so that presence there also brings the leadership to go, Hey, stop throwing bottles. Hey, you know, act yep. right. Hey, so, yep. so even in that space, and that's really what we want our networks to do um, across the country. It, we're not about, it's not about, Hey man, just get together and pray, which is, it's the key. That's a key part of it, Yeah. but it's out of the prayer and being in the presence of God prayer together towards a collaboration to say, Hey, how do we all work together to reach more youth with the gospel and to draw them out to actually live out the gospel in their community and their city? And I think, uh, you know, Tanisha uh, Brown is out there with in leading our Queens uh, group with uh, at the time, Lynn Marie was out there. And, and so we had these incredible um, leaders and, and w women leaders as well that were just like out there, like killing it. And, and so that's that. And so it was actually the connect even for Elohim with some of our other leaders, like Jose Campos, who's out, yeah. um, he's all the way out in Long Island, but, um, that used to be his church. So, um, you know, Judith Rivera is out there and she leads this whole, um, thing called I'm hot <laughs> for, it's like women's group, you know what I mean? Um, and it, it, like H O T means something. Um, and I forget what it means, but, um, but it's godly. Hey. I yeah, holy, <laughs> something like that. But it's great stuff, man. And so we're going to be in that area. So if our New York leaders are out there listening, man, um, April 22nd, um, we want you out there. We're going to be really trying to bring all that. And then that's also, we're going to be providing um, the training for the networks out there in New York. And we're also going to be inviting our Jersey network as well from Jersey City. Hey, bring a crew out, get on that train. And it's the, Actually, the train stop is like right there. Yeah, it's like There's a block a, away from the church. Yeah. I so, saw it. <laughs> it's perfect, man. So yeah, it's easy to get to. Uh, we don't want to hear those excuses. There's New York. Parking. The church has parking. Right. Like, I, it's crazy. Tommy, they have so. like 25 spaces. And in New York City, that's like a <laughs> yeah, right. So you could bring the church van. And hey, come on. So, yeah, it's going to be it. And, and I think, guys, for those of you who have been salty at me about the conference, um, and you, you need that. I, you need to be around other leaders. You need to feel that sense yeah. of family. This is it, man. And we're coming it. to New York. We're doing it together. Um, yeah, it, it is going to feel just like that. So come stop being salty at me. Um, uh, Tommy's <laughs> rescuing me. You know what I'm saying? We're doing it together. Yeah. Uh, come out and, and it's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. We, so we're going to have two general sessions that day and we have, um, our worship team, um, remix is coming. They recently put an album out, so we're going to give you that that crossover flavor fest uh, urban worship experience with some R and B, some hip hop, some Love you it. know some gospel flavor, just all that. Our DJ, some rappers, all all that's going to be 
mixed in. Uh, we're going to have two general sessions. It's going to be some powerful stuff. And then we're going to have two sessions where there will be breakout workshops. And Urban Youth Workers Institute is going to be um, hosting the one yeah. for youth ministry. So there's going to be some great speakers that are going to equip you guys that are youth leaders. There's going to be a, a track for church planting and church innovation. There's going to be yeah. a track for artists. There's always a lot of artists that come to Flavor Fest. We want to equip you guys. Right. You guys are leaders and influencers as well. And then we're even having a track for entrepreneurship because mm. a lot of us in the urban space, we got to have a side hustle or two. And, you know, so we want to equip you guys in, in all those areas. And there might even be some other things. Stay tuned. Look at the website. Monday, we're going to launch the website officially. We're going to update the website, flavorfest.org. And we're going to have the information about the cities uh, with some details. And you can get registered. And um, it's going to be very affordable. We're going to include lunch. And then that evening, of course, it wouldn't be Flavor Fest without the fest, the festival. Uh, we're going to have a, a hip-hop music festival that night, same location, a concert from like 7 to 9. Um, the website's going to tell you the artists that we're going to have. we got going to have some great artists um, in each city. And so we're going to be with Urban Youth Workers um, in New York. Then we're going to yep. be in Atlanta on Saturday, June 10th. And then we're going to be in H-Town in Houston. And Will Combi, my guy, uh, yeah. the, the Urban Youth Workers' uh, main like boots on the ground in Houston. And yep. in Houston, we're going to be at Crossover Bible Fellowship. Isn't that crazy? Okay. It's a crossover. There it is. <laughs> so we're like, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Train 9, who connected me uh, with Crossover Bible Fellowship. And so they have a great facility that has enough spaces for breakouts. And then in Atlanta, we'll be with Crossover Church ATL. And that's what Pastor Scott Free, Scott and Tammy up there. And so, yeah, so we're going to have a great year. Uh, we will be in L.A. as well uh, with Larry and City to City. That, that'll be uh, the beginning of May, uh, 5th and 6th. And then the big Flavor Fest, the, the, the one that we do here at home, will be the, the full, like not just one day, but the full thing will be the first weekend of November. So we're pushing it back a little bit away from away from hurricane season. Hurricanes, Tommy, they keep messing us up, bro. bro. <laughs> we got earthquakes, so I, I know nothing about hurricanes, bro. Not really earthquake season. There is a hurricane yeah. season, so I want to just push away from that season a little bit. Well, man, Tommy, I want to talk to you about this for a minute. You know, okay. we talked yeah. I, I mentioned entrepreneurship and how that's, like, really important in the urban space, and I think even more so – in the economy that we're in and we're moving into with inflation and, you know, we're supposed to be moving into potentially a recession this year and yeah. people have been feeling it, you know, churches are even feeling kind of some of the squeeze and, you know, I've been an advocate for entrepreneurship and uh, we just launched an entrepreneur ministry officially at our church. We've been doing stuff the last couple of years, but now we officially like branded it and we got a leader, a uh, young entrepreneur from my church, which he's coming to all the Flavor Fest spots. You, you'll meet him uh, in New it. York. He'll be doing a workshop on that. And, uh, you know, but I think it's super important because we're moving into this space. We're in more and more of a gig economy. And, and if the church can fill that space to equip entrepreneurs, to resource them, to encourage them, to mentor them, I think it could be two big things. It could be outreach to reach unchurched and dechurched entrepreneurs in your city and your community. And it can be discipleship. As you disciple mm -hmm. those people, like, how do you do good business? How do you care about other people? How do you, you know, level up and be generous and share and all those things? And so uh, I know we've had some combos, you know, offline about this stuff. And it's you're, you're passionate about entrepreneurship. And 
So oh, yeah. tell a little bit about your entrepreneur journey in, in the nonprofit space as well, because you did, it was, it was called solidarity, right? Yeah. 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 So, so talk so about that. You had your own print shop. You were training, you were giving jobs out. Was yeah. Crazy. I mean, so in, I started solidarity like in 2002 and, and really think about, it's like a community development organization, Christ centered we, you know, it was all about the gospel, but you know, we were running after school programs and I was living in the barrio and work gang intervention, like all that kind of stuff. Right. So if you imagine that and, and early on, you know, when it, we started, you know, I'm raising money and everything, um, it hit me, I go, this is not going to be sustainable. I got to figure out ways to get earned income. And this is early on. And God did a movement, like just random, man. I was praying about it. And somebody calls me and goes, hey, I have all this printing equipment. You want it? And I was like, yeah. I, you know, I didn't even know. I knew nothing about printing. Like, I, I said, yes. <laughs> and then I had another donor. I was like, hey, if you ever need help, I'm like, hey. And they're like, we have a warehouse. So I said, hey, can you get your guys to go pick this stuff up over here? And then... You know, long story short, then another guy that owned a big print shop goes, hey, Tommy, uh, do you know? So we just started brokering. I wasn't even using the 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 equipment. Then this other guy goes, hey, I'm looking for this equipment. And I go, it's the exact equipment I had. So I just told him, hey, I'll give you the equipment if we can work out a deal. And eventually, you know, that the just the screen printing business by itself was bringing in like 400 grand a year. Um, and that, that, Tommy, that, that's bigger than most urban churches full budget. Oh yeah. For years. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And, and it was big. And, and then not only that, we did, we started doing some coffee. We did, um, we did, um, like a, a design, uh, company we did like, so we started getting into that, but everything was always connected to, um, you know, our workforce development. So we were doing, like you said, discipleship, helping these young people like get the jobs and skills. And so we did that for a long time and it actually helped us during the recession. There's a, there's a book, we were a case study in this book. Um, and we grew by 600% during like from 2008 to 2018, which was during like the last massive, the great recession. Mm -hmm. And we grew 600%. Now I, I'll be honest with you, friends. It didn't feel like that during it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. felt like, uh, we, you know, I was holding checks at times and I was, you know, making sure everybody else got paid. I mean, it was, it was rough, but we grew that way. And so in that, I understood that. And I still looking at that today. And I think one of the reasons why urban leaders are so important because we've already lived in that space and now everybody else is trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, there's a real great alignment between this in, in saying, how are we going to reach this next generation? They want to be mentored. And this next generation, Gen, uh, Gen Z and Gen Alpha, they think money is the, they think money is the answer. And we know money's not the answer. Yeah. However, that's the hook to help them go, no, listen, we can help you figure out, we can mentor you into how to do good business, how to mm -hmm. steward your finance as well, and how to, how to have a st stable life. But at, we can draw them into mentoring through and discipleship through those kind of things. And so I think it's massive. But here's one of the things, the biggest thing I learned is this. For those of you who are out there who are doing quote unquote ministry and, and you're thinking about doing you know entrepreneurship and, and social enterprising and all that, you have to remember that it's a business. Yeah. And a lot of times people think that they want to look at the business part as what they would call ministry. And it is, yeah. 
but you can't run a business like you would run some of your ministry. You actually have to like, it, it is ministry. In fact, I don't use yeah. that term a lot because it connotates some type of weird, like, like I'm doing ministry to you right now. I, instead, <laughs> the kingdom of God is all over the place. So if you work in a bank, the kingdom of God is there. That's right. And, and if you have the right mindset and you're, you're aware of what the Holy Spirit's up to, you're doing ministry. Mm-hmm. You're doing ministry by being a good steward, by working hard, by showing integrity, by listening to your coworkers, by um, by uh, you know obedience to the movement of the Holy Spirit in conversations. Okay, so if that's true, then then be really wise about the business part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember people were like, "We should start a, a, a thrift store." I go, "Okay." Um, did you do your due diligence? How many thrift stores are in your area? Yep. How, what is the actual profit margin that you can mm-hmm. make? And I've seen people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars into a thrift store and never make any money. <sighs> that's not good. That's not good stewardship. Yeah. So, so that's where I would caution you guys, you know, do the work to figure out the business plan, yes. to think through profit margin, to yep. think through the social impact, to think through, can you actually, is this an actually a good idea? Yep. Have you have you thought through it? And I'm telling you, there are people in your congregations, there are people in your life that are actually really good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. So before you go and do it, um, think about that. And the other thing I would really caution people of is, um, who like what's your gifting and strength? Um, because a lot of times you might be in a, a phenomenal pastor, but you're not good at business. You're actually not an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so just, so, but here's the thing. That's okay. Yeah. Stay in your lane and find somebody that's great at it. Partner with them and, 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 and then figure out what's the goal together and the vision together. So I, I think it's the absolute future because listen, there's all these guys out there. Tommy, you, you know this. Your denominations, you have churches, you have buildings, you have infrastructure, you have mm-hmm. assets. Yeah. And you're using them once a week. That's right. And that blows my mind. I'm like, what what are you doing? You and we want to help our churches and our nonprofits go, you know, you could utilize these assets yep. for the glory of God, for the kingdom, but you have to have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I'm begging denominations. Let us help you connect you with leaders that could utilize that space and everybody can win. Yep. I mean, that you, you get, you and I get this all day yeah. long, yeah. but it's crazy. The, the lack of vision that some denominations, some churches have because they're like, well, um, but, but we can't, why we can't use this for quinceañeras. I'm like, why not dude charge people? You have yeah. the space, but but do it well. And then you can, but then their bottom line is, but how do I get them to come to my service? And I'm like, I, I think that's the wrong. That's, I think it's the wrong question. Yeah. Um, I think I go, I love your high tech, high touch because I go, look, get in relationship with them mm-hmm. and, and, and be there and, and do well. And then be in relationship and through the relationship, dude, they're going to want, they're going to want to be a part of your community. And one of the ways the community does is it gathers on Sunday. Amen, dude. Mm-hmm. Or it gathers in our homes on whatever night of the week, the small group. Like, there's so many ways to do it. So 
yeah, man, that's what I would say, man. That's just some really quick, like. No, that's good, bro. That's good. I hope you guys caught some of that. If you are in a church and you have a building, it is an right. asset. Absolutely. But some of y'all are using it like a liability, right? Because it's just, <laughs> I'm saying you're using it one day a week and then it's sitting there and you're paying, you know, so much on it and for it yeah. when you could be doing so much more with it. And that's something, especially when we moved into our new space um, here, which has been uh, a dozen years now, um, people started to ask us, hey, could we rent your building? And so with it, the, our entrepreneur mind, not just me, but Lily and some of the other people on our team, yeah. everybody on my team has a side business. <laughs> you know, we're here oh, full time at the church, but we also uh, have a side, a side business or two. We have other yeah. streams. Multiple streams is, is good. It's important. But we figured out, like, you know, actually Lily, who runs Flavor Fest, one of her job descriptions is she's over facility rentals. And we actually mm -hmm. have it on our website. Where if someone, yep. we, we could just tell people, hey, just go to the website. It's got the details of what section you want to rent, how much it is per hour, all that stuff. And so we have systems in place and contracts and everything. And then the people that run that, like built into the price of renting our facility is somebody to, that, that will man, man it, un unlock the doors, yep. turn the alarms off, the air conditioners. Uh, somebody uh, that can be your tech person or, or media person with the LED wall or the sound system, like depending on what the package is or what room you're renting. And then we pay those people. And the yeah. beautiful thing is we're creating jobs. I mean, they're yep. part-time jobs, but these are people that, you know, come and serve on a Sunday for free and give of their time. But then, you know, once or twice a month, um, they're being tapped on the shoulder to say, hey, do you want to come to this concert uh, for four hours? And we'll pay you $25 an hour. And they're like, Cool, it's the crowd. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. I, I can be in this album. I can be, you know, running the camera. I can be doing security. And so I love it. it's been a blessing to a lot of our people. And uh, it's been another stream of income for our church that's really helped us. And so, you know, it's, it brought in over six figures last year of income through some of the entrepreneurial things that we do. And it really helped our budget to do so much more. I, so here's the thing, guys. Yeah. Like, let me let me elevate the whole vision of it. Go ahead, take so it up. If, if if the if the world is young, urban, multi-ethnic, yeah. and 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 our country is like the future is people of color, right? One of the huge problems with that is economics of it, because there's still a lot of um, uh, you know the, the equity's not there as far as like who owns what. So when you look at who owns the wealth there's still a huge gap. Yep. So when, so when you start thinking through like what you guys are doing, Tommy, and, and what we've been involved in is, yeah, you're creating jobs, you're creating economies so that people, and here's the thing, friends, in the kingdom of God, like I know that if crossover church makes six figures doing that kind of stuff, I know that that six figures is going to go to do more good. Yeah. And not only did it do good in the sense of, you helped a, a, maybe a young guy who's struggling, is trying to get his life right, and he needed that extra money, right, to take care of his kids, to take whatever it is. Like, there's good there. And then the money that was but that was created from that then goes back into kingdom initiatives. Like, yeah. it is this beautiful thing that yeah. continues to go. Ecosystem. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. We and so we try to hire companies from within our, our church to do uh, food services, yeah. cleaning, painting 
Like, we'd rather hire someone from within our community and bless them than getting somebody we don't know. Right. And, and, uh, and then what happens is Crossover Church becomes uh, an absolute asset to the city of Tampa. Yeah. So then, and I know you guys are already doing this. So, so when the city needs something, they're going, they're going, Oh, you know who I think we can get to do that to help us out. Yeah. They go to the church Yeah. and I'll tell you guys from doing a lot of collaborations in my city, uh, a lot of, a lot of advocacy work nationally, like the church isn't looked at as a, as an asset a lot of times no, from government. Like, they're like, Oh dude, they're going to give us problems. They're going to do this. But I've seen city movements like all the like even the book you just wrote, all this, all the stuff you guys are doing. We've been involved in that. Cities start to figure out and they go, no, these guys, these guys will, will get it done and they'll get it done well. And I mean, it just makes sense. And then we become an ass. That is to the glory of God. And and friends, that's what this next generation needs to see. The 1.2 million that are leaving every year. It's because they don't they don't see how it's matched. Hey, you guys talk about this, but I don't see it. And we're every we're honestly everything that this next generation is looking for. Amen. And they think they're going to find it in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be sorely disappointed yep. and they're going to be hurt. So this is why it's also important. And it all ties in. It's all aligned, man. So it's really important. And the one leadership principle I would give to all you guys is this. You want to look for the triple win. And what I mean is, and when I come, right? So, so we did this with, with Flavor Fest. I come to Tommy and I go, hey, Tommy, here's how we can win. Here's how I win, UIWI. And I'm clear about that. And I go, here's how I think you win, right? Flavor Fest. And then you share that with me. And then you and I agree on the kingdom win. And if, if the three, if those three things are clear, outlined, written down and agreed upon mm-hmm. that, then we all win. What gets weird is when people spiritualize stuff and, and they're not clear about it. Yeah. That's where all the funky stuff of people get taken advantage of. They embezzle money. They, they, they get kind of sideways on stuff. They don't come through. There's not right. Because over over years, then people start to hear about who to actually work with. Yep. Oh no, man, Tommy Cologne, Urban D, he's a man of his word. He'll come through if he says he's gonna do it. Tommy Nixon, oh, I know that guy. He always comes through, he's straight. He might be a little brash in your face, but at least I know he's being honest about it, right? Yeah. So so in those kind of things, the triple win, um, because I see a lot of leaders out there going, no, I think I trust that guy or that person or that org but it wasn't clear. You just trust them because maybe it's an honor culture thing or it's a friend. Mm-hmm. You want to be clear about the triple win. And in that you can avoid a lot of things um, on people embezzling money. Like, and I, Tommy, you've been around long enough, bro. I've seen some things, man. Oh yeah. Uh, and I've experienced some things where I go, that went really sideways. Yeah. Um, and we, we didn't do the due diligence. We didn't have the contracts. We didn't have the conversation. We assumed we, you know, we, we didn't talk about money early. That's the other thing, friends. Mm-hmm. Talk about money early and be very clear. Yep. Don't do that clear. weird Christian don't, thing. Don't let the enemy have any room for oh, miscommunication. Like, yeah. Shoot it straight. Oh, no, shoot we straight. just, no, nah, like, let's, let's talk about it. Let's put it on paper. There's no miscommunications. We can point back to that agreement. Cool. You know, like, oh, we just shook hands. We just dapped. Like, Here's another big thing, man, that I love about you, bro, is that 
um, we don't let our egos get in the way. It's not no. like, oh, my, my, it's my thing or my name has to be on or I have to, bro, even with like Flavor Fest, I was like, man, I definitely want you on the platform at some different points to get up and greet people and, and talk yeah. about urban youth workers. You were like, oh, really? You do that? Of course. But I, I know a lot of organizations wouldn't like, this is our thing and like, we'll just keep you over here in the corner and, you know, like, no. oh, man, this is kingdom. Like you said, what is the, what is the kingdom win? I love that. The three wins. And, um. That's good stuff, y'all. I hope you took I mean, that, on that. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's a principle that works in my whole life. Yeah. That, that That's how I have a healthy marriage. Because it's not me against my wife or trying to get her to understand me. We always, Jesus is the top. Yeah. So we're both looking at that and going, that's most important. You and I are both looking at the kingdom. What's the kingdom win? If it's to put your name on it, do it. Because I don't care. I care most about the kingdom win, but I'm honest about God's giving me this to steward. You have this to steward. Can we be clear about these wins? But the most important one, kingdom of God. So I don't, I, you're right. That takes the ego out of it. And in my marriage, it takes the ego out of it of trying to be right. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, dude, I want Jesus glorified. Um, G- this marriage is his, the, the organization is his, the movement, like, so, and, and I have, it's been a great way to live life, man. So, That's good, man. yeah. That's good. And I love what you said about when the church is doing the right stuff, the city will come looking for you. They will. They do. And there's other churches around the country that are doing that. And yeah. the city is coming looking to them for answers. Because in so many cities, like the infrastructure and the community and with the rise of crime and violence and all the stuff that's going on, it's out of it's out of control. It's spiraling. Even a lot of schools are like, you know, they used to be like, you can't come in here and talk about Jesus. They're like, just come in here and just just do something with these kids. Oh, you bro. About Jesus, not about God. Just just they're, they're out of control. Just come get them. I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, man, it is it's crazy. Some of the the openness because people are struggling and this yeah. is where the church can shine in such an amazing yeah. way where yeah. it's like, but, but, but to your point earlier, we also know that a lot of you leaders out there, your beat, your, you're overextended. Your, yeah. And that's one of our big things. And that's why I'm so thankful, man, that you care enough about the, the big C church that you'll yeah. put the money down. You'll expend the energy to come out. And give them encouragement to say, this is what God's doing, that crossover, yeah. and this is yeah. what we see in our partners. Because we do want to tell you, friends, look, man, we're here for you. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be high capacity, high impact. But we do want you to be healthy. And, and that's part of our leadership development is I think we've figured out ways um, and leadership paradigms and structures that kind of change some things about how we are taught to lead that are much in a healthier way so that you can pace well. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like I get it, man. We're all on the grind and we're, we even all have all the language about it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of that kind of stuff that's unhealthy. And, and, Absolutely. and, and if we're going to take this, uh, the advantage of what God's up to in the world and, and times of, of difficulty, man, we need you guys to be healthy holistically, yeah. right? We need you to got to be out there, doing push-ups and eating right but you uh, you gotta be in the word every day you know what i'm saying like yeah. you gotta like like that is your spiritual spiritually it's gotta be like vibrant your your relationships gotta be right your leadership's gotta and so that's what i'm i'm a big fan of that and i'm so i'm always just telling leaders be kind to yourself 
make sure you get into that presence of God. And here's a rhythm for your life that's yeah. more sustainable so that we can take advantage of things like that. And I know that's how you've been living, Tommy. And, and I, I just appreciate you, brother, and your example, because I know a lot of people are looking to you, um, but you're real about it and authentic. Um, and honestly, I just there's so many leaders that are so gifted out there, but they're not super rooted. And I, and I gotta and I and I don't think the system actually helps them in it. I think it it cheers on the the some of the unhealth and negative parts yeah, of it. Yeah, and you know if if they can perform right here, bro, and, uh, everybody will cheer and like and comment. Yep. And uh, but yeah, and then abandon them when they when they fall. Yep. Like oh, see, yeah. oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew it. I didn't like that one thing he said. Anyways, like. Yeah. Right. Right. But I'm like, uh, months ago. Yeah, you were on the train. What are you talking about yeah. now? Like so, so I, you know, I I want to see the whole system change. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. I just I'm a systems thinker, man, and I'm always like, yeah. yeah, that's great, but how do we change the system? Because it it chews a lot of us up and spits us out. And if, and if it keeps on happening, sure, people have individual choices. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at the system going, well, if you keep on having the same result, what are we doing? So, yeah, man. So, yeah, anyway, man. I, I know that's not what we're here to talk about. That's but I, we, that's, that's good, man. That's why we do what we do. And that's why we're partnering together this year. And yeah, I'll just absolutely. reiterate what you said, man. Like, yeah, this is taking a lot of energy. And uh, it was exciting when we first said we we're going to do it. But then this <laughs> no. month, bro, putting all the details together, trying to call everybody and help no. with the team and getting everything lined up. Yeah. It's work. It's work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. Uh, we're not making any money off of it. We're going to probably – we're hoping that we don't lose money. But I, we're I hope you break even, brother. Yeah, that's my, I, that's my goal. Yeah. That's why we're trying to get some sponsors to help so we can subsidize it. You know, because we want to keep it super affordable. It's going to be a, a small price, but there's got to be a little skin in the game. But, Absolutely. Um, but, man. yeah, man, we want to see you guys be healthy. We want to see you win at the end of the day. And guys like us that have been doing this over two decades now, the two Tommies on the two coasts, like Crazy. we got a responsibility. We want to pour into the, the younger leaders that, that are coming up. We're becoming the OGs, Tommy. <laughs> we hey, are, bro. We never saw it. We were always the young bucks, you know. We I know, man. Young, but I was know. with Larry. I was with Larry and this and this board that he's on, and I was pre presenting to them just yesterday. Yeah. And I said, I told them about everything we were doing together, and I said, yeah, because yeah, you know, like Tommy's one of our OGs. And literally in the meeting, they were like, Tommy's an OG, and I'm like, I didn't say he was an old G. I'm saying he's an oh like he's got some he's been around he knows what's up like he yeah. but um it is funny like we're we're there bro and yeah. and a lot of these young cats are are they don't know they yeah. don't know the history that they're just like hey i i need help and so yeah, yeah. man we're there I mean, people guess that i'm still in my 30s but i'm not are you looking good bro you're not and, there man I'm, I'm gonna hit the big landmark a big landmark this year bro so it's this year this year, man, I will be bro, five old. Good, man. bro. You think I'm looking haggard, bro? Like, because yes. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think I'm six. I'm five or six years behind. Taking you. my vitamins, baby. Well, uh, no, man, thank you for jumping on with us today, bro. Absolutely. And everybody that got to watch this live or listen to this uh, on yeah. replay, um, man, tell everybody how they could get a hold of Urban Youth Workers. Where can they find your resources, your website? I know you guys do a podcast as well. And where, where yeah. can they find your online content? 
Absolutely. So if you guys go to UYWI.org, I know it's like the worst acronym. People always mix it up, but it's Urban Youth Workers Institute, but it's UYWI.org. You can find us there at our, on, on all the socials there. Mine's Tommy UYWI. Check that out. But we have a ton of content, man, from from discipleship resources that are all, that's all free to a lot of content that are like the features here podcast, the radical middle, uh, we're, and where I'm about to go, um, start shooting again for the, for the next season. And, and so, um, it's all on there and it's all for you and it's all free, but we have a lot of great stuff. And also if you're, um, if you're in a church youth ministry and you need that weekly curriculum, mm-hmm. we just partnered with one of our leaders. You can go to reframe uh, youth.com.org. Uh, go check that out um, and do phenomenal stuff. We're, we're working with them. And so it's so great stuff, but we're excited to be out here uh, with Flavor Fest and, and excited just to get out back on the ground with you guys, man. So thanks so much for having me, Tommy. I appreciate you, Yeah, bro. man. Excited to partner with you, man. Come on, make some noise for my guy, the other Tommy. Oh, <laughs> All right, so so Tommy, um, I got to bring you back. <laughs> uh, it's a one-man show here, baby, just pressing the buttons. Uh, man, I, I always it. like to ask our guests to just close us out in prayer, man. So if you could pray for all the, the leaders that are watching out there, man. You dropped some, some great gems, some great nuggets. Thank you, man, for your leadership over the years. Yeah. And just excited to see what this next reiteration of UYWI is going to look like. And uh, as you guys are doing the fuel networks in the different cities and coming All back right. in 2025, we're going to build it up. And I'm sure, man, we're, we're here to partner with you guys and, and see you guys win for that, for that kingdom win. Like you talked about, man. Yeah. So, appreciate so pray you, man. for us, bro. Yeah, man. Let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, I, I just, I come to you right now, Holy Spirit, for those who are listening, for those who, who aren't listening, for all the leaders that we know that are, that have given their life to you, that are, are reaching youth, that are in the city, that are in the space, uh, that have compassion, that are suffering with well, God. Lord, my prayer is that you just give an extra ounce of grace right now, that you would rest on them from their head to their shoulders to their feet, that they would be able to take a breath, that they would know that, that they can only do what they can do and they can do nothing apart from you. God, would you bring us back to that singular truth yeah. that we, like John 15 said, we can do nothing apart from you. So, Lord, some days it's so hard to figure out our schedule or to get up early or to say no to something so that we can engage with you. That's my prayer. That anyone listening to this and all the leaders that both, but the two Tommies here know, you know, and all of our networks nationally and internationally, God, would you just help them breathe and just come back to the source May they come back into your presence, Lord, and may you bless them with wisdom and with grace and with forgiveness and with with energy and power and all the fruit of the spirit so that they can they can go back out and they and people can experience you and the kingdom of God through them. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you so much for Tommy for Crossover Church. Lord, I boldly ask that you would bless Flavor Fest, God. That you would bless that that we would be at capacity in each space. Mm. Uh, that God, we it wouldn't just be um, that that we just you know uh, you know hit you know hit even on it, Lord, but that you'd bless it in a way, um, so that more kingdom resources can go to more of your young people and leaders, and that more people can be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tommy. Love you. All right, my brother. Appreciate you, man. My guy, Tommy Nixon, one time. So listen, this Monday, it's going down. 
on the website. You're going to see all the details, flavorfest.org, uh, all the registration for New York, L.A., Houston, Atlanta, and Tampa. Uh, so, man, make sure you like this video. Uh, subscribe to the channel, y'all. Um, so grateful. And we're going to be back next Friday. Next Friday, Tommy, we got, we got an OG with us next Friday. We got the ambassador, yes, from the cross oh. movement. And so he's got some new music out. He's kind of back in this space. Grateful to have his voice back in the space. He was at Flavor Fest uh, 2022. He's going to be with us next Friday at noon. So make sure you tune in or watch us on the replay. Much love. Y'all have a great weekend. Peace. Thanks for tuning into the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at UrbanD813 and at Flavor Fest. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace and God bless.